0: I'm Matt Downing, and welcome to Diving Deep, EDU. Curious conversations with all types of peeps. Encouraging innovation, we are diving deep. Certainly education is what we like to speak. Fervent with dedication, now it is time to teach. Thanks for tuning in. We are doing a mini quick-hitting series on hybrid learning. It's a hot topic these days and something many people are reflecting upon and gearing up for in the next school year. Our guest today is Todd Nesloni. Todd was a former guest on Diving Deep EDU. Go back, check out episode number 11 to hear our conversation. Todd is the Director of Culture and Strategic Leadership. Prior to that, he was an elementary school principal and classroom teacher. Todd is an author of multiple books, TEDx speaker, and a frequent conference presenter. Todd, thanks so much for joining me again. You have twins arriving any day now. Give us one of the things you're most excited about and one of the things you're most nervous about.
1: Hey man thank you so much for having me on. Uh, yeah I've got two boys coming in July and so I guess what I'm most excited about is just to get the experience fatherhood um, mm. but what I'm most terrified about is definitely the lack of sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I feel that um, I haven't told you this but but I have twins and you know I still remember those days when they were born and it's very precious and so forth. But, yeah, that lack of sleep is there. You're just sort of, uh, you know, walking through the day. <laughs> like I can long. only
1: imagine.
0: <laughs> but it's going to be excited, exciting, and I'm excited for you, and congratulations. Thank you. So let's, let's focus in on hybrid learning. Like I said in the intro, it's a hot topic. It's, a lot of th- it's something people are thinking about, something people are planning for. And as we think about hybrid learning, as we reflect, as you're reflecting, what are some of your big takeaways?
1: You know, I think there definitely is a place for hybrid learning in education. I am also of the firm belief, though, that it's not for everyone. And Mm. when I say that, I mean, it's not for every educator. And it's not for every student. Uh, you know, we, we learned with this pandemic, those educators who thrive in a hybrid environment and those who are like, I did not go to school to be this kind of teacher. <laughs> and the same is with the students. I mean, I think we really saw some students really take and latch on to hybrid learning and and achieve even more than we ever anticipated, while others we fear they didn't get quite as much as they would have. And so I think it's just figuring out your personality as the educator and where you fit in, but as well as what kind of students will be utilizing the hybrid learning.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the teacher that liked it and the student that liked it. So let's talk about the teacher first. What do you think some of the aspects of hybrid learning are that gravitated certain teachers to really embrace hybrid learning?
1: You know, I think for some teachers, some of the best parts of hybrid learning was just that, that way that you can set out an idea of what you want to accomplish and the kids can take a lot more ownership mm-hmm. yeah. um, because there's a lot more responsibility placed on them when it comes to hybrid learning. Mm-hmm. I think also the teachers who have always been comfortable with technology, it isn't a big shift to start incorporating more and more of it. What you want to be leery of, though, is not just taking all of your worksheets and putting them online. That's Mm -hmm. not hybrid learning. Um, And I think, you know, when we all had to shift so quickly, that's what many did because it's what we had to do to survive. But as time progresses, just like with any teaching practice, I just hope that people see there's so much potential um, for the teachers who are drawn to that style of teaching.
0: Yeah, just so we better understand, right? Right. What's an example of someone that's taking a worksheet and they're digitizing a worksheet into an hybrid learning experience?
1: Oh, I mean, it's just like creating a Google form where mm-hmm. you're just having kids solve problems or you create a PowerPoint presentation and you're just going through a problem after yeah. problem yeah. after problem. It's like, as an adult, I wouldn't want to be in any kind of class like that. <laughs> Why would our kids want to if as adults, we don't even want to be in a class like that?
0: yeah so let's think of a better you know a more engaging example of hybrid exactly. learning. what's something you've seen that that is better than digitizing a worksheet?
1: you know I think there's a lot of opportunities for collaboration not only between mm. the students in the classroom and 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 the hybrid learning but also opening up their Uh, avenues to kids across the world Um, there's a lot of cool little collaborative projects you can do utilizing technology I mean even when I was in my classroom gosh nine years ago we were working with kids in Australia over a research project um, for the different types of biomes and so there's so many ways that you can really utilize technology to have kids create instead of just consume
0: yeah 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 I love that example Interacting with a different culture in Australia, and also I appreciate you know you pointing out creating rather than just consuming uh, content. That's that's wonderful. Now let's let's think about the student perspective. What is it about hybrid learning that really suits certain students?
1: You know, a part of me thinks that some of it deals with the introvert and extrovert. Mm-hmm. You know, as an introverted student myself. I love that opportunity for me to not always have to be 100% emotionally present. Uh, As an introvert, it's it's intimidating at times to think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to raise my hand at some point. Everybody's going to turn and look at me, or I got to be ready with this or that, or people (laughs) are going to judge. And so that kind of thing I think is somewhat eliminated when you've got a hybrid environment. And I feel like those kids who – say you know i just i just want to learn i I, i'm not here for the social aspect necessarily those kids thrive whereas in kids who are there for the social aspect but they don't always know how to hold a conversation. Sometimes when they're behind a computer screen, they can be a lot more social in text or in emojis or GIFs or things like that. Um, But I think, too, you know, those kids who like a challenge or like to take charge of their own learning and not always Mm -hmm. be held back by sitting in a class all day and waiting for the teacher to go on to the next thing. They thrive in it too. So, I mean, I don't think there's one type of student necessarily that thrives in a hybrid environment. I think you've really got to know the kid and the parents have to be prepared because uh, the parents have to be knowing that in a hybrid environment, they're going to be asked to step up even more as the secondary educator than in a traditional learning environment. Uh,
0: I want you to talk for a moment to a teacher, right? They're gearing up to teach hybrid. They don't necessarily love it. But that's what their district is going to be doing, and that's what they're going to have to do for the upcoming school year. Now, this teacher has struggled a bit, right, to sort of find their place within the hybrid learning environment. Now, you're not going to be able to fix all of their hybrid teaching in a couple moments, but what would you advise them? How would you go about helping them think about this in a different way? You've given some great examples so far, but what sort of guidance would you give a struggling hybrid teacher?
1: You know, when I think about having to do something as an educator that you don't always 100% enjoy, Mm -hmm. I think of the standards that I had to teach as a teacher. I did not enjoy teaching every single standard that I was tasked to teach. But just because I didn't enjoy a particular concept didn't mean I got to skip out on it. And if I didn't figure out a way for me to at least fake enjoy it, the kids knew I wasn't in it Mm -hmm. and they weren't checked in either. And so for me, there's two things I think about. The first is... What are your passions that have nothing to do with the field that you're teaching? And how can you bring in your passions into that content area? Because if you like yoga or gardening or Netflix or video games, whatever you love that has nothing to do with your day-to-day job, bring that in to the classroom. Bring that into the hybrid environment. You're going to enjoy what you're doing just a little bit more because it is tied into something you're already passionate about. And the second piece of advice that I would give is social media changed my life. And, and I don't say that flippantly. Not only did it give me so many opportunities in my career, but it has brought some of the most incredible people I could have ever imagined into my day-to-day life. And when I think about when I was trying to do the flipped classroom or when I was trying to do project-based learning or when I was trying to reinvigorate the culture on my campus, there were not enough PDs that I could have attended or books that I could have read to help me be successful. But what really helped me find my footing and keep going and make me find my people too so I could lean on others and get ideas – With social media. And it wasn't just me getting on and stealing ideas from others. It was me getting on and having conversations, building relationships, collaborating, having people in my corner who would push my thinking and not just sit and agree with me. And so, if you're struggling with that hybrid and you're not sure that you're capable, that you're going to be successful, that you're fully into it, bring in your passions and find a circle of educators online who can encourage you, build you up, and give you ideas. I promise you, they're out there.
0: Thanks, Todd. Thanks for sharing that. That's inspiring and encouraging and it builds a network to continue to sort of uh, delve into and get and give and and interact. and, And that's great. So thanks for sharing that. Let's think forward for a moment. Let's think in anticipation of what can be done, what could be done. What is something you envision or hope for as things move forward in hybrid learning. So instead of looking back and thinking, oh, I didn't do this, we didn't do this, we didn't do this, we didn't do this, everyone messed up, right? (laughs) Let's forget about that and let's think forward. What, What do you envision?
1: You know, I think it's easy for us to make a lot of excuses for why things aren't the way we had hoped they would be. Mm. And I've always said that I believe our excuses are just an adult's polite way of saying they don't want to do something. (laughs) Because when you're truly passionate about something, you do whatever it takes to find a solution or to make it work. And so when I think about what I envision for something like hybrid learning, I just envision continually growing it and growing ourselves as educators and making things the best possible way they can be when you think about the way education has changed throughout the years, there have been some b- pretty big jumps. There was a time in education where we weren't allowed to use calculators at all. It was a time in education when we didn't have computers and people had to learn how to use a computer and bring it into class. And, you know, now it's like we freak out when we have new technology tools we have to learn or a new style mm-hmm. of teaching, like hybrid learning. But, That's not really new. We are learning stuff all the time as educators. I mean, we're learning how to use new technology tools, new instructional practice, new SEL components. That's part of what we do. And, you know, one thing I always told my team and one one philosophy that I've always lived really strongly by is how dare we ask our kids to come into our classrooms and learn every single day if we're not trying to learn and grow every single day ourselves, we have to be the example. And just because we graduated from college and got a degree does not mean we are good to go for the rest of our career.
0: That's great. I appreciate the way you're bringing in a growth mindset into a hybrid learning environment. So it's about the way we approach it and continuing to grow as educators, as learners. That's, that's wonderful. As you have been in classrooms, as you've interacted with different people, um, has there been any different like specific software, hardware, Maybe a mindset that you've seen that has really worked or maybe helped in a specific way.
1: You know, I really am always the believer that you have to find the technology tool that works for you. It it, it always is kind of, it it hurts my heart a little bit when I see like a district saying, everybody must use Google Drive or Mm -hmm. everybody must use OneDrive with Microsoft. And I get the idea behind it, big picture-wise, but when you shrink it down, it's like, but what if this teacher did much better in Seesaw? Or what if this teacher did way better with a new technology tool they learned? Or they did better doing things through YouTube and having chats on the side, or a Facebook group, or or they were using only Teams while their team teacher was using... A, drive it's like there's there's so much flexibility that needs to be had in education and mm. and i think that when we get pigeonholed into we're only allowed to use one tool i feel like we lose teachers um, and the ability for them to be creative and comfortable. But sometimes we also lose kids. Yeah. And I had to remember that too, as a teacher, that when I was having kids create things, I always gave them several different technology tools to use because I wanted to push them. I wanted to challenge them, but I didn't want to frustrate them to a point of breaking. And so mm-hmm. it was always like, you know, I would really like all of you to use my, uh, to use a Google presentations or Google slides, but you might like Prezi, you might, if you might have a Mac and like Keynote, you Mm -hmm. might rather use something in Microsoft, PowerPoint. You know, I want you to try to use this a little bit, but if it's way too overwhelming for you, here's some other options. Find the one that works best for you.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Technology is not meant to constrict, right? And a lot of times I agree with you. That's what It seems like some districts and and schools are trying to do. So thanks for that encouragement. Todd, we're getting to the end of this quick conversation. Close us out with some tips or final thoughts in regards to hybrid learning.
1: You know, I think if you really want to be successful, whether it is in hybrid learning, traditional learning, completely online learning, whatever it is (laughs) that you're doing, the number one thing always comes back to relationships. You have to build those relationships with the students if you're ever going to get them to trust you and want to learn at the depth that you're trying to get them to. So no matter how you're teaching, no matter what's going on, the foundation of all you do must be the relationships.
0: Great words to close us out. Todd, thank you so much for joining me again on Diving Deep edu this was a fast-paced and helpful conversation i want to thank you so much for your insights i appreciate it i'm sure all our guests do as well to our listeners thank you for tuning in don't forget to go back to episode number 11 and listen to our other conversation if you like this episode subscribe share it out post a review on apple Podcasts. all of those things will help get this podcast out to more people until next time Wow, it's time to reflect, that's astounding. You've been checking out the podcast from Matthew Downing. Hope you like diving deep like a scuba diver. And the show provoked hope, that's our true desire.